I got I got my Taco Bell. I would Yo. like to eat as much as possible before we start, so that I don't sound like on the podcast. <laughs> I kind of want to see if I might be able to get some Taco Bell on DoorDash right now. <laughs> Have it arrive in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> you Dude, it'll be the, it'll be the perfect time for a break. <laughs> I actually, I, I was gonna listen to the podcast this morning. I got super busy, but like, I, I want to listen to it because I gotta, I gotta hear the break, which you guys talked about. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to record. I'm just eating Taco Bell, waiting until we're ready. I'm good. Um, I'm good. Why are you eating Taco Bell? See, what right? are you doing? He's washing down the Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I gotta watch that Chipotle. Didn't man. you <laughs> learn your lesson about uh I don't know two weeks ago? Like <laughs> what? Two weeks ago. Yeah. When you had your bowel disruption that caused the oh, thirty minute. At this at this yeah. point, I'm suspicious of sabotage. What are you doing? <laughs> you should tell my life that too, Fonz. Your life. <laughs> Yeah, you know. You're suspicious that your life is sabotaging you? No, on recording nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and stuff be happening to me, Mayo, on recording nights. I am um about to start sipping on a nice warm glass of uh, Lapsang Souchong. Who's calling me? I don't know this number. Oh, no, I probably do know this number. Is it about your warranty? It is probably about the food I just tried to order from Taco Bell. <laughs> Hello? It's him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is. It's Mr. Bell. <laughs> it's Mr. Bell himself. He's called. He wants his tacos. He needs to wash it down. Hey, <laughs> can't believe Cam. can't believe Cam has access to the executive Taco Bell number. I know, right? That's wild. He's on like a first name basis with Mr. Uh, you know, I kind of ran into a problem like this the other night. So if you're cool with canceling my order, I'm cool with you canceling my order. Oh, man. Oh, no. No Taco Mi- Bell. Mr. Bell ain't having it tonight. No. Mr. Bell, what would he do to make him angry? I don't know, man. Uh, Great. I think so. Uh, oh, the plot thickens. Yeah, they're, they're negotiating. I'm going through it right now. Oh, okay. You know, I got it. I already did it. Oh. Thank you very much. Oh, you're fine. It's not your fault. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Mr. Bell just pleaded for mercy from Cameron. Everybody, this is the A for No, B for Yes podcast coming in with episode 14. Last episode, we had covered the journey through the Faron Woods. We got to the spring and we measured our courage. This episode, we will make it through the red portal in the sky and see what awaits us there. My name is Anthony, and my two co-hosts... I'm Ryan Fonzie, and I've been enlightened in the way of the Lapsang Sutra. 
I'm Cameron Hagee, and I'm a partially not carbonated anymore seltzer water. And I'm still Bruce's worst enemy. <laughs> Let's get this started. Cam's going flat. <laughs> I'm going flat. Like, like, not all the way, but he's, he's getting there. Pull over and call AAA, my guy. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we need to get him some carbs. I need that CO2, man. You need them bubbles. Oh, my goodness. Where did we leave off anyway? Oh, I think you know what? I think we got to the spring, right? We went and had a... Did, did We didn't put the, the, the tablet. We didn't put the tablet in the thing, you know? No, we didn't. We came back and we did a Groose update, but that's all we did, so... I mean, that was the most important thing. Should we do the Groose update now or just save it for the end? Should no, we, we gotta save it because nothing changed because we did the Groose update at the end of last episode, so nothing's gonna change okay. until after we're done with this, so we can do another oh. one at the end of this one. Right, 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 right. This time it'll be a surprise to me. Yeah, it's not It's not a lot, but uh, yeah, it'll be good. So so we go back to the uh, the big old <laughs> goddess statue. She takes up the whole section of the island all, all by herself. And I'll go underneath that and we put the uh, second chunk of the tablet in. I think it's funny. Every time we get the tablet, Link's like, it feels like it's old and heavy. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, it probably is both of those things. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you, you're very observant. It's just like that other piece of tablet we had. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we take this and we put it in and another beam shoots out and it makes a big old red pillar, just like the green one we had last time. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a beacon. It's a beacon. It's another way down to the surface. Um, should lead us to Elden, according to what Fee told us. Um, and as we start to leave this room, you know, the, the room where it happened, where the, where all the sword pillars are and all that, um, we actually run into Rinna. Who uh who triggers at this point? I don't know if we do. You guys want to go through this this uh, side quest now since we uh it kind of starts here. We could just mention it, but I think we should save it for the actual like episode. Okay, so this is like the major initiation of a um of a of a side quest that that we'll come up to later. Um, like we'll discuss it later in another episode. Um, but basically Rinna has lost her daughter Kukil, um, who, I mean, has been missing pretty much since our, since episode one. Um, but you couldn't do anything about it. Like there was never an opening to actually solve the problem. Like it didn't matter who you talked to, even if you knew how to do this mission already, like none of the NPCs would respond to it. Like you couldn't even do the things you need to, to like find her the way that you do end up finding her spoiler um but um but she she asks you specifically for your help since you are a student of the knights academy um and you know like you're supposed to be here to protect us you know like keeping them from falling off of skyloft things like that <laughs> but yeah so you you can agree to this but you don't actually have to do it all now you can just you know try to try to find her some other time and that's what uh, at least for the sake of recording, that's what we're going to do. I actually pursued this at this point, but I'm I'm going to save it. We're going to save it for another time. Yeah, I mean, you can just shirk off the missing daughter that's been kidnapped by a vile beast monster and could be just anything could be happening at this very moment. So I also did it as soon as I got it. <laughs> yeah. But at this time, I guess we're going to we're going to put that off. And I do agree that we should put that off because there's a lot that we have to go over during this. Mm hmm. <laughs> Does a lot happen? Well, you go to different locations that would take a while to talk about. 
Okay. This part of the game, I, I walked away from it being like, wow, there was not nearly as much there as I thought there would be. Like, in, compared to, to Faron, this is actually pretty tame. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not in terms of action. Like, it's actually a really cool action sequence. But that's kind of all it is. Like, in true Zelda second-level fashion, like, last time, you know, like, we in, – in Ocarina, like, this would be, like, our – Dodongo's cavern. Yeah, goes cavern, right? It's all about the power, baby. It's just, you know, you run, you <laughs> right. run in, you blow the place up, and you walk out looking like the Terminator, you know? Like, that's <laughs> that's kind of what this is. Like, Links don't look back at explosions. <laughs> yes. Only the cool links don't anyway. Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, we take flight again. I mean, yeah, there, there's not really a whole lot to do on Skylot. If you want to, like... You know, update your shield or whatever. Go to the store. Talk to uh, talk to Beatrice over at the uh, item storage. That's a good. It's a good practice if you want to get some uh, some side some other side quests done later on. Um, Don't remember know. who mentions it. Somebody <laughs> mentions it, and it could be Fee, but I just clearly remember before getting to the volcano because I know she's like, "Oh, Elden volcano." She does mention you might someone. I don't know who it was. It could be Fee. I'm just spewing this out at the point. But someone says get an iron shield because your wooden shield is gonna die. It's gonna burn up. Yeah, somebody does say that to you, right? I just can't remember who it was. But somebody's like, "Bruh, get yourself some metal shield." <laughs> it, it might be Fee. I know that the um. I don't think it was Fee though. Fee's always talking in absolutes. If you if you talk to the fortune teller, they'll tell you that too. Oh, okay. Fortune teller will always tell you stuff like that for like. He's always mystical, three years, twenty million steps beyond what's going to happen or already happened, kind of thing. I feel like it was definitely somebody in the moment that was like, "Yo, Yoshi, you gonna get burned. You need to get that upgraded." Mm. (laughs) But I don't remember who it was either. But yeah, and then if you do go and get that shield, I don't think you can even upgrade it once yet. No, because you need to get you need to get materials from this next place to upgrade it. I think you need tumbleweed, right? Nah, you need that ore, that Elden ore. Oh. I don't think we talked about it yet, but now that we do have this slingshot, and we may have, I think we may have talked about it. I don't really know. Oh, we did talk about Beetle, didn't we? We talked about him a little bit, just in that he'll drop you out of his ship if you don't buy anything, and that's where you get the bug net. Yeah, I was going to mention that. We should definitely tell everyone, get your bug net before we get down to the volcano. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get yourself some ladybugs. And cool. other things. <laughs> yeah you know did you guys have you guys have either of you guys like actually slept in beetle ship yet yes slept wait what yeah, he, he's got a, he's got a, like a iron bed up front of his ship like you go inside where he is cycling you go to the direction he's cycling in and there's a bed there you can sleep in it um so if you sleep until night you'll actually he'll actually land the ship on beetles island which is like super far north on the map um, and he'll be having a little campfire with his uh, with his beetle. He's got like a little pet, like I don't remember what he called Golden it, stag or something. Yeah, it's like it's oh my! Basically, it's the super fancy beetle, and he just like is looking at it in his cage and admiring it while he sits by the fire. And he like he tells you that you know you're you're sleeping pretty heavy, man. Like I need to see this. Like I figured I should let you rest. It's actually it's actually a really cool scene. It doesn't really accomplish anything for you yet, like. Later, I think there's a goddess cube that like opens a chest because there was a locked chest when I went. Um, you can also give him the beetles. 
If you catch any of those beetles, I think he'll sell Yeah, them. yeah. If you get or, that I specific, mean, sorry. yeah. If you get the specific beetle that he's he's admiring, like he'll he'll reward you for that because he loves them. They're like super Wait, hard a, to find. A locked chest. This is news to me. I have no idea what the cubes do. Oh, oh yeah. We haven't talked about the goddess cubes yet, have we? No, we haven't, and I have no clue because I haven't played that far yet. What are you talking about? They're a bunch of cubes in Farron. No, I know the cubes. No, I don't know what they do. I'm I'm just hitting them and they go into the sky. They just shoot up into the sky and they're gone and that's it forever. Okay, so you didn't pay attention to Fee then. Oh, maybe not. I mean, it is Fee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Navi, right? So, you, yeah, you do the Skyward Sword on these cubes and it shoots a little ball up into the sky. And the next time you go into the sky, the first time you ever do it, that, that next time you go into the sky, Fee will tell you, hey, you know, something's happening like with your map. And then she shows it to you and it's like, oh, it seems like that cube you hit opened something up. So then, so then it's marked on your overworld map and you can go fly to these, um, they're like purple treasure chests that are kind of all over the, the great sky. Um, and you just go and find the ones that you unlocked and open them up. Like they all appear on the map once you hit the cube. I am oblivious. Because I actually, completely missed all of this. There's some good stuff. I mean, there's heart pieces and stuff. There's actually the... Um, I've gotten the, the golden rupee ones, which is like 300 rupees. Yeah, yeah, and then there's um, I got the uh, the treasure medallion. That was Ooh, pretty cool. I haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah, it's um, it's actually right by Beetle's Island. I don't remember what cube I hit to get it either. It might have been one of the ones in Elden, actually. So I wonder if every cube you hit unlocks them in a like numerical order, or if every cube is directly linked to a very specific chest in the sky. Yes, I think it's the second one. So the second. Yes. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. But but one of them gets you the the treasure the treasure medallion, which just ups the amount of treasures you get for, like when you explore and kill things and all that. Which I'm so glad I got as early as I did because now I'm going to be playing most of the game with it in my in my adventure pouch. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I'd want in my adventure pouch. Yeah, it just it helps you not have to um, grind so much later on. But um, I've definitely already bought the life medallion from Beetle so that I can get one extra heart container. Did you really? Or one extra heart? Yeah. How much does that cost? It's like 800 to 1,000. 800, yeah. That's the expensive one? Beetle is not cheap, man. Bro, you crazy. How did you get that much? The most recent one that I got from him was the bug medallion. It cost, it it definitely was like, it's probably like a grand to get that guy. The only thing I've bought from Beetle is the bug net. This man be playing them them minesweeper games we're going to get into later. Yeah, there's 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 special methods we can get into. It's pretty great. Teach me your ways when we teach the ways. Right. So you have this heartwarming time with Beetle and you can just, you know, sleep back till morning. He'll bring you back to Skyloft. It's no big deal. Um, but it's honestly like it's one of the things that I feel like really makes like sells Beetle to me as a character in the Zelda series cuz you know, he's in a couple different games, but it's probably one of the most like I want to say like intimate settings that they've given him, like to just be able to go see like what he does in the after hours when he's not trying to sell stuff and how he's just like chilling with you and like was willing to, he was willing to fly you all the way over to this other Island and like have this conversation, like this little heart to heart with beetle, man. It's yeah. It's so cool. Like this is a personal introduction to beetle. (laughs) This is beetle. 
you're not buying anything? Well, get out. And then once you get to his island, he's like, hey, just uh, want to have a little game players? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody has multiple sides like a dice, but Beetle dropped me out the bottom of his boat, and I was upset. <laughs> I, think, I think it's funny that he does that because you're heavy <laughs> and, like, you didn't buy anything. But then when you, like, fall asleep on a ship, he's like, oh, man, he gave, he's like, you gave me a workout, but it really looked like you needed to sleep. Like, he's just, like, switches into this super considerate person is like, Bruh, just becomes. Do you evil. know how heavy that thing would be that he's propelling? Even one of those big gears inside of that machine would weigh more than Link. He is full of anything that you want to imagine when he says that you are too heavy. He's just being upset and hurt and throwing a tantrum that you didn't give him money that you don't have. And I was I was hurt by him doing that because I just simply didn't have the money at that time and would have come back and still did because it's a video game, but in real life, maybe not. Because he dropped me out of the bottom of his boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. I think you just need to ball harder <laughs> with your... Get some thicker skin. <laughs> thicker skin and a bigger wallet. <laughs> So, um, so we, we, so we, we head to Elden. Yeah, yeah, let's get out yeah, of here. Okay. <laughs> get you, Beetle. Yeah, so we go out and we fly over we'll to back. our next, next location. We go out to Elden. Um, we ride our unnamed Crimson Loftwing. You know, you guys ever notice that there's no name for the Crimson Loftwing? Like, what's up with that? Yeah, for an animal that you care about and that's like an extension of your soul, just calling it the color of bird that it is, is a little like, really? I named mine El Roja. It should be Linkus. Or Linkleton. It's like every everyone in Skyloft is one half of a pair. You are Link the hero and uh, the red one. <laughs> okay, great. I mean, it was such a remarkable event that they recalled it in the game that he just soared off as soon as he met his bird and it doesn't get a name. <laughs> it should have a name. It should have a name. I mean, it's not. it can't be a Pona, right? I mean, that would be... A little on the nose. We should give ours a name. Mine will be Bingus. Bingus? I feel like you didn't think too hard about that one. Maybe you should reconsider. That's a fair point. <laughs> it's uh, Listen, I mean, I will say... I don't know if that's Link, true either way. Lincoln Bingus would make a pretty good comic. <laughs> like Lincoln <this>. Bingus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read it. I don't know. I don't really read comics, but I think if I saw that on a shelf, I'd be like, yeah. The Adventures <laughs> of Lincoln Bingo. That was just a name that came to my mind first. I don't know. You know what's so. up? It's glorious. Go with it. <laughs> I take back everything I said negative about Bingus. <laughs> what would you name it, Fonz? What would I name the Crimson Loftwing? Yeah. It's got to have um, a name. Uh, Phoenix. Like like okay. misspelled Phoenix. <laughs> That's just off the top of the dome. How about you, Aunt? What you got? What about you, Mayo? Mine was El Roja. Okay. El, El Roja. All right. Well, on that note, we land in Elden. I <laughs> <laughs> have the tongue. <laughs> um, and Fee immediately tells you that Elden is sixty five percent covered in lava. So our odds are pretty good. Like, it's a good stat. 65% yeah. lava. Why did we come that's, here? That's great. We can walk on most of that. <laughs> we can. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I disagree. <laughs> <Your assessment. laughs> 
It may have been a sarcastic assessment. Um, but I mean, we hit the ground running here. There's really not a whole lot. She's like, oh yeah, Zelda's probably here somewhere. Um, we gonna go find her, and we kind of just we kind of just get moving. I mean, the first the first thing we come up to is we get we kind of get like we meet the gatekeepers over here, like all of these um these mole men, right? Like they they call them the magma. I I don't know if they're supposed to be magma or mogma because like they're literally mole like and like everything. I like mole. Like if you look in the Historia or the Encyclopedia. They, they call them mole people. They call them mole-like creatures. So I think Mogma makes sense because it's like a mix of mole and magma. But, um... Mogma. But I feel I like always, there would be an A after the O if it was Mogma, but I'll go with it. Yeah, I always, um... I always default to magma whenever I'm talking about them. Reminds me of Magmar. Because in the, in, in the English language, magma is how it would correctly be pronounced if you were just going with base grammar. Yeah. But you never know when it's translated. So it could be Mogma. I've never heard it said out loud. Mogma, because then you have things like Molgera, you know, from, you know, the boss in Link, who's I mean, Mole. It's also just a good combination of Mole and Magma when you say it, Molgma. Yeah, that's kind of like what I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> names is Cobalt, like Cobalt, and Lead, like Lead. Yeah, they all they all have metal names. Um well or or they're not all metal. They're all they're all minerals of some kind, but most of them are, are metal it seems. They like um, ACDC. Yeah, so the ones huh? the ones we meet while we go through, um, they all have pretty similar character designs aside from like their hair. Um, they're all special and unique people, Ryan. Well, here's the thing. Some of them carry stuff, some of them like you know, have like facial hair and stuff, but like most of those ones we don't even meet yet. Um, the ones we meet are all kind of just distinguished by their hair. Um, Cobalt has like a little like hourglass, like he's got like a ponytail, like top knot type thing going on. And, um, lead has like just a little brown tuft of hair. Um, and like he, they both have like dark, like Cobalt has like dark spots around his eyes and lead has like one dark spot that covers both of his eyes. And um, they're partners. They work together on stuff, which is why they're both here to gatekeep. <laughs> um, and they basically, at first, they're like they're trying to stop you from coming in because they think you might be part of the red, the red man group. You know, like hey, he's the, uh, one of them red guys over there. <laughs> he's one of them red guys. Yeah, they all have they all <laughs> have like <laughs> New Yorker accents. <laughs> Again, I'm not good with Burroughs, so I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was like. Queens or Bronx or what? I just what are I you just, doing you know, in my Kano? <laughs> but they're they're the, even the text is like modified to to make them have these these accents, which is pretty fantastic. I love it. It's glorious. As being from the state, I uh, I find it amusing. Sorry if I've offended any of our New York listeners. But, um, yeah, but, what are you doing? But Nintendo does that a lot. They uh, they have a lot of characters across their games that use the uh, the New Yorker, and uh, these guys are no exception. <laughs> it is it is a really good sounding accent, right? Yeah. It it works so well for character building, just because it, it makes them so good. Like these guys are just all like super streetwise. Like, well, I guess they wouldn't be streetwise because they have streets, but they're dirt wise, I guess. Um, I don't I don't really think too many accents sound bad at all. No. But I think it's a good accent. I agree. I agree. I don't with that. bother learning accents that I don't like. So if I know it, 
you good. It's you super, sound good. It's super fun to like do in a stream because it's not. There's nothing too crazy. I've actually I've actually done that accent at a business one time. Nice. Hmm. It was in Darien Lake at the Tim Hortons that was in that. It was a theme park. The Tim Hortons that was in that theme park, which is a coffee shop, if you don't know what that is, because that's also particular. And I used that accent to order a cappuccino, and it was great. It was glorious. <laughs> it's like, hey, let me get a let me get an ice cap. Even even was, their even their names like have the accent in them when you think about I it. I honestly didn't even get a sideways glance. It was totally normal reaction from the person that was taking my order, so it was not very fulfilling. <laughs> well, all right. If I'm gonna be honest, that I mean that's that's got to be satisfying in some respect because it means that you did it well enough where they didn't think it was fake. That's people from New York, you know. <laughs> there's a there's a lot on New York accent. Like it's it's pretty easy to. To, to get it a little inauthentic and still have it sound good. Yeah. So that's part of why I like it. It's just, it's a fun one. As, as someone who doesn't really like professionally act, it's nice to be able to do an accent. <laughs> I mean, I don't either, but I just enjoy doing voices. And that's a good accent. It's a good one. Yeah. So enough about the accents. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's just the style they chose to take the text that they gave these Mogma. Yeah, so we got Cobalt and Lead over here, and they they don't like the look of a jib. <laughs> so they're going <laughs> to... Uh, it looks, seems like they're going to try to rough us up or something, man. They're like, hey, like, he's red guy over here. And then they immediately realize, wait, he's not a red guy. He's not even red. And they, they gotta He's go. a green guy, and there's no other green guy, so he's unique. Yeah, so they... Um, they basically, I think they even apologized to you at this point. They're like, oh, sorry, we thought you were something, somebody else, you know. And they, I think they mentioned that, you know, some other people came by with, like, weird-looking clothes and stuff like that. And they, they kind of dig, they dig themselves away because they're – all the Mogma are, like, half in and out of the dirt for the most part. Yeah, you never see the legs. There's there's one. There's one guy. He's my favorite guy in the whole, <laughs> in the whole area um, where you do see the legs. And uh, it's very funny because you can actually talk to him about it too. But but yeah, these ones you never oh, see the legs. Who is talking about? Yeah, he's he's the he's the best man. So um, yeah, I, like I said, like there's not a whole lot for me to talk about. Like there's some cool set pieces in this area. Like one of the one of the first ones you come across, I think you meet this guy named Quartz. So you know, Quartz Crystal, Quartz. Um, but it's with a K. It's with a K. It doesn't have a U, and it's spelled totally different. But you know, they're all they're all like puns. You know, like they're all they're all just there, kind of like the the T Kikwis. The only there's only one of them I couldn't figure out the mineral name for. Yeah, there's one that actually his name isn't actually a mineral, so it might have been okay. That. Okay, <laughs> it's probably the one I'm talking about then. Yeah. So um. So this guy, this next one we come up to, he's like, hey, check it out. Like, I, I stopped these red guys from coming out by uh, by filling up this moat with lava. <laughs> he's like, he kind of shows up. I was like, kind of cool, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, bro, you just redirected a lava stream? Like, how how did you do that and not, like, die in the process? Like, what do you? He's that big over here. <laughs> he's that big over here. He's Probably- too powerful. You have to dig the hole right up to the right up to the lava wall and then like leave a bomb and run. Like what? How does he? 
either way, we mess it up immediately. Like he's like, look what I did. It's so cool. It's going to keep us safe. And then you come over with a bomb and just blow it up and drain the whole thing. Um, and that's kind of how you move forward through this one of these first things. Um, but as we're, as we're even coming up to that, there's a, um, there's a creature. I, I don't know what it's named. I didn't get a chance to lock onto it. <laughs> um, Basically, the noise they make. Yeah, they're little. They're little like monkey-faced slugfish things. So and they I got breathe I got fire, man. It's a turtle seal anglerfish. Yeah, turtle seal anglerfish. Okay, it's called a pyrup. That's a cute name for a cute animal. It sounds like a Pokemon. It could be a Pokemon potentially. It knows flamethrower. I know, right? And withdraw. Uh, they're cute as all can be, and I feel bad for killing them, but I killed all of them. Yeah. Massacred the entire there was, of pirates. There, there was a grand cleansing of the pirates. <laughs> there was. <laughs> this did happen in my game as well. <laughs> in fact, they're, they're, even if you don't even kill the ones that are here in, the, in this volcano, you, you, if you think they're cute enough, you can just be on your way and you don't have to mess them up. But there comes a point later on in the game where you do have to kill them. So. Yeah, they're, they're basically bomb practice. And I don't like saying that, but it's true. Like, the game is like, hey, did you know you could roll bombs? Okay, here's a pyrup. It's going to go hide under something. Roll a bomb. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, hey, these, these ones are hiding inside of shells and you have to, like, <laughs> land a bomb in the top. There's a hole in the top of the shell. And so it's like, all right, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just score some buckets then. Um, hmm. and basically it's just, it's just the whole thing is bomb training, man. But these, these poor pyrups, man, I think, I think my favorite thing about them is like the, especially the first one you come up to, like they gives him a mini cutscene of him, like getting caught in the act of like just being in the open. <laughs> like this pyrup is doing nothing wrong, but you walk up and it's like, eh, and it looks at you with like this terrified look. And then it runs away under a hole. And it's like, <laughs> I know what you about to do to me, man. Anatomically, they're so cool because the blue anglerfish thing on their head. Yeah. It acts like a radar. So when you get close to it, that's how it's like, Oh, there's a person here, and then it runs away, and then it's got the shell, so, and then it's a seal, so it can probably presumably swim in lava as well, and it also has flamethrowers. So honestly, like anatomically, these things have every means to be a predator, but they're just so darn cute, and I feel like I can't see them being a predator. I mean, their shells are literally have like four foot spikes on them. Yeah, it's crazy. They're so cool. They and are. also, right by him, we also run into a different choo-choo. The red choo-choo. Oh, yeah. It looks like lava, but it don't feel like lava. It feels like a regular choo-choo. Yeah, until it grabs you, and then it sets you on fire and burns your shield. Oh, my shield. It can't do that. You didn't switch your shield out? I'm not saying I didn't switch my shield. I'm just saying if someone didn't switch their shield out, it's going to burn that stuff. Uh, you guys caught me. I, I give up. <laughs> I, my hands up. I went there and I was like, Pfft. I remember in Ocarina of Time, I didn't even get hit by a single fire keys. I didn't need to switch my shield at all. I'll be fine. <laughs> this time, I was not so fine. 
Yeah. And it was actually the fire that one of these things spit at me that broke my shield and made me go back to Skyloft to buy the other shield. Oh, the flight of shame. Hanging my head in shame. (laughs) The flight of shame. The flight of shame. (laughs) I was wrong. I needed the iron shield. You got to get the iron shield. This game isn't from the 90s. Man, it requires you to do motion controls and stuff, man. Well, maybe you're not yours, but still. Well, it's not required, but I still do it. Yeah, they start you. They start you with six hearts for a reason. They knew this game was harder than normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Um. So yeah. So I mean, we we basically make our way through a bunch of different like mini rooms and puzzles that all involve like bacoblins and these little pyrups and. You know, many plateaus. Choose and fire keys, you know, many plateaus indeed. Um, there's a cool, like, like one of the first things you come up to is this really cool tunnel where you can just, like, use your cell cloth in different directions and try to land on different platforms. Like, you can get, like, a goddess cube over here. There's, um, oh, the, like, you're talking about, like, where you're on the metal grate and then, like, you can jump down to the lower area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like one of those um games where you try to land the coin on one of the little like platforms, you know. What's annoying about that though is you it put like when you jump down it puts you into a cutscene. It goes black and then it loads you in falling and it's like, "Really? Can I just fall, please?" Yeah, it becomes a, it becomes like a diving game. Yeah. And then you have to climb back up, but you know, the first time going through it, you don't have the the uh air stream going up. So you have to go through it without, you know, getting everything. Yeah, once time. you once you get the airstream, you can just keep jumping up and going back down and doing it over and over. And then it's it's nice to just go back and clear it out. Like it it wasn't super hard. It was just I thought it was a cool setup. But yeah, I mean, I fo- followed the map to where I thought I needed to go. I didn't use the beacon system because I don't ever use the beacon system. Same. Um, but uh, a couple cool things. Um, there was a uh, what's it called? I mean, where you get the um, the digging mitts. Uh, you get them from Taito, which I think is supposed to be Titania. I think Taigo or oh no, you're right, Taito. Yeah, we met we met Mirko somewhere in there. Who's Mercury? But don't remember what Mirko's point was. Yeah, I think he just talked to you about something. Oh, seems kind of lame. Oh no, he, he <laughs> mentions that. A funny dressed dude walked past that, past you. And he's like, "Yeah, this dude. He was kind of funny looking. He kind of reminded me of you, guy." And I'm, you're just like, "Oh, thanks," because you know that's a dig on Link. But I can't help but think it's probably Girahim, or it could potentially be someone else. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I don't think this is the time where you get asked that either. So. It's just kind of a hint that you're doing the right thing. I mean, as if the game wasn't clear enough that this, you know. It's never going to make you completely waste your time. <laughs> you know, it's always like, oh, this is the way we need to go. And then all the side characters are like, hey, you're heading the way you need to go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, random NPC. By the way, great direction you're heading. <laughs> hey, you know that you know that person you're looking for? Might be ahead. Just saying. Could be getting close. <laughs> <laughs> this is all fantastic information. I'm glad I have all of you here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, eventually we do run into, and in, we get in the mines, I guess, and we run into, uh, Taito, 
who uh who you kind of sneak up on i guess he gets scared and he's like ah i thought you were one of those red guys uh by the way there's a bunch of them up ahead and they they're all over the place here can you go deal with them take care of them you know so you agree and you go and you have a big showdown with a bunch of red pecoblins (laughs) um there's a leader like up on a platform somewhere so you kind of gotta like climb your way around and get to him because he'll just keep summoning more red pecoblins it's the red guys yeah you know the ones with the war horns i mean how how could they even think you was one of them red guys when you obviously a green guy right maybe they're colorblind maybe they got like that red green colorblindness oh that's true maybe they just don't even see all that well altogether because they're moles. well i mean yeah they are moles <laughs> but at the same time they know those guys are obviously red and they're not confused about that whatsoever <laughs> And then we go when we go back to Taito after beating the tar out of a bunch of red guys, he um he's so grateful. He's like, Hey, let me give you something to help you on your way. And he uh he gives you the digging mitts. So now you can play in the dirt. Cause what else Bam. would you want to do? So yeah, so he's like, Yeah, you could dig stuff up with them. You can even like, you know, I don't even know if he tells you about the airways, but um you know, some of the holes you dig up and then it like shoots air out of the ground because there's a bunch of like I don't know, pressurized pockets of gas in this volcano. Under a very thin layer of of dirt that you can dig through. Right. You just you, you're just venting the volcano a little bit, you know, letting us letting off some steam. It's all good. Yeah. He's like, You ever seen them spots on the ground that look weird you can't touch yet? Yeah, you can touch them now. <laughs> get, get your hands dirty, bro. Right. <laughs> get in there. There's stuff waiting for you. Yeah, you find treasures, you can find some Elden Ore. Um, a lot of times you find uh, choo-choos, and the game just trolls you that way. It's true. But, like, just, you know, you can get all kinds of stuff. You can get a lot a lot more good than bad, usually, but sometimes you dig, like, I think there's at least one spot, right? I was able to dig in it, like, five times and got absolutely nothing. And I was like, really? <laughs> really, game? I don't think I've ever had a spot like that, and because of that, I think it's slightly RNG. The only spot I've had that was terrible was all empty except for one regular rupee. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's all good. Find some good stuff. Find some bad stuff. But like either way, we it, can. That's how we continue. Yeah, that's how we continue. So, um, there's a couple other cool setups. I think I think pretty soon we get to. Um, I say Zank, right? I think that might be the last, the last of the Mogma that we run into. Um, I, I got nothing on their names. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Zank, he's like, "Whoa, now there's a green one. One of your people just came charging through here, dressed in all black. That a friend of yours?" Uh, and then he like points out this like um. This kind of it's I, I want to say it's just a big like um, canyon or something. He's like, see that up ahead? So we call it drop dead dead end. But this character danced right over it. And, um, he's like, seriously jumping over a gap like that? My jaw hit the dirt, which is hilarious because like his jaw is always in the dirt. Like he's a mole. Like he's a whatever. So, <laughs> so like um, basically he points he points the way ahead, and we have to like I don't even remember what the puzzle is to get across it. You're talking about the bridge where we meet a certain somebody. Um, this person, like you get across the bridge, the person helps you across the bridge. Oh, the shadow character. 
Because we have to get across that big bridge yeah, 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 first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So Zank tells you that there's a drop dead dead end. And like, he's like, this person just danced right across it and all that. And when you get up to it, I like, I, I think I remember this because I remember thinking like, oh, I got to solve some kind of puzzle. Like, what do I got to do? I see like all this infrastructure here and you walk up to it and, um, and the bridge just extends for you. And this random character just appears on top of like an archway. And <laughs> it's like, you, the goddess's chosen hero, Zelda is ahead, hurry. And then, and then she disappears. <laughs> But she just gives you a bridge. So you don't actually have to figure anything out. <laughs> you just continue on your way. Like, the dead end doesn't actually mean anything. So they put in Zank just to build this up um, for, like, almost no return whatsoever. Except, like, new character just drops on the scene and disappears, like, mysteriously and as quickly as they arrived. Yeah. Mysterious. Mysterious. May or may not have white hair and red eyes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Also, also dressed in all black. <laughs> Recurring character. So we we might get the idea that this is at least a uh, a Sheikah character, um, which would explain why she just comes out of nowhere and kind of disappears right after. Um. But we are able to uh, start running up this first sand hill um, where we, you know, we have to fight off against some uh, some tricky bokoblins who have rocks to throw at us. And um, up at the top of the hill, I think we find the first bokoblin like outpost. This this one is the one where we actually make our own bridge using the tower. But uh, but basically we have to fight a bunch of bokoblins that are like intense and stuff like that. Um, and then there's, uh, this is actually where we find the, um, the path to, uh, Thrill Digger as well, which is one of the best mini games that I think is in this game. There's a secret hole in the wall. Wait, what? I didn't find this. Explain now, immediately. You didn't find this? No! I didn't, I didn't find this! I didn't, I don't oh know. Oh my goodness. What happened? All right. So... After you, it's it's nice to do after you clear this this little village of bokoblins out. Um, basically, you you wreck their house, all five of them. Um, then you take a bomb over in between like two of the houses, like up on the cliffside, and there's a uh, there's like a there's a bomb wall over there, and you blow it up. You go inside the cave, and um, we run into one of the most unique. Um, uh, Mogma that there are. His name is Tubert. Um, he is not named after a mineral. He is named after tubers, as in like you know potatoes and parsnips and yams and whatever. Like basically, basically like root vegetables. You know. Um, huh. So Tubert is the only magma that shows you his paws. He has two like he has his, his two front claws and then he has two rear paws. Um he sits up uh. on his he sits up on his tail. Um and he is the most chill dude ever. He uh when I when I do voice acting for him like I always try to make him sound super zen like he's just like welcome to Thrill Digger. Like <laughs> I'm here to, you know, help you get wealthy. Like he's just <laughs> he's super because that's that's how he is. He's got like these little like uh full moon glasses on, like, you know, he's he's super calm even though he runs the Thrill Digger minigame. Um, which is basically Rupee Minesweeper. Also Cameron. 
you share the same stash, my guy. Oh, do we? Yes, he does. He's he's same. He has a handlebar mustache, huh? Like and myself. It twists up. It twists up. Mm-hmm. It's it's itty bitty, but it's there. I wish I would have found this guy. Yeah, he is. Um, he appears to be the only one that's like a a naked mole rat. Like he's kind of more pink than the other ones as well. Um. Hmm. Yeah, and he just kind of he's super chill. So like you go if you play the minesweeper game, like you get like a a grid. It's like four by five on the beginner level. I think like the the max level is like it's just way bigger. I don't remember what the actual numbers are, but um, basically like the the more you the higher it is, like it's more risk versus reward, right? So um, at the highest level, like there'll be like sometimes there'll be a hundred like silver rupees buried in some of the holes or even uh, on rare occasion you'll get like a gold rupee in one of the holes that's worth 300 um but the trick of it is it's like it's like minesweeper so you go out and you dig you might find a rupee that's like worth you might find like a green rupee in one of the holes right like these are like the holes that you use the digging mitts on yeah and if you find a green one at least on that if you find a green one on the expert level it's almost like there are no bombs around that rupee um yeah it's a 8v5 grid i just found it yeah, so it it actually goes 20, 30, and 40 then for beginner, intermediate, and expert. I have like a whole like chance thing here. Yeah, the 8 by 5 eight of the spots of the grid are rupors, eight are bombs, and the rest are rupees. And and so like there's rules that you can learn. I'm sure Anthony's got, he just said he has the page up for the probabilities. But um, basically based on what you dig up, you can get an idea of what's going to be around it. Um, and this is how I tend to fill up my wallet <laughs> before mm-hmm. I, I leave Elden. If ever I'm in Elden, like I always try to f- make sure my wallet's full before I leave because it's just such an efficient way to just get the rupees you need. Um, so when I was here, like not before the temple, like after I was done with, with the earth temple that we'll get to later on, I actually came back here before going back to sky, Skyloft. Um, because if you want to buy stuff from Beetle, you need that cash money. And uh, Tubert is your guy. Like, he is here to help you with that endeavor. Oh, so that's how you got all them rupees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tubert's your best friend, man. Like, um, he, uh, every time you lose, you do get bombed. So you do lose a heart. <laughs> so he, uh, Tubert has a bench sitting out front right next to him, uh, for people who, uh, who get tired playing his game. Like once you get to a certain point, <laughs> like, Hey man, you look kind of tired. Maybe you should take a seat for a while so that you can like heal up. And as you're sitting and he's like, Oh, while you're sitting there, you want to, you maybe want to chat? And then you can like pretty much say yes. Or you can turn him down. Um, you turn him down. He gets sad, but he's like, well, maybe later on you can try some thrill digger. <laughs> If you you say yes, he gets super stoked to talk to you about stuff and like you can ask him a series of questions. Um, One of them is who are you and he'll, you know, he'll introduce himself. That's how you learn that his name is Tubert and that, you know, he wants to help people get wealthy or whatever. He's like, it's, he's like most of the other Magma think that this is ridiculous because rupees are so easy to find. Um, I guess as a Magma, like rupees aren't, rupees aren't hard to come by because you're always just digging through the dirt. Um. And then you can say, uh, um, like, are you floating? Because he's sitting on his tail, but it looks like he's floating most of the time. 
Um, and he's like, no, no, I'm not floating. I'm actually sitting on my tail. He's like, my paws are my best feature, you see, and I want to put my best foot forward. Um, so like he's, he's literally like the camera pans down so you can see that he's sitting on like this black ball that is his tail. Um, and he does that just so that he can show off his toe beans, which is hilarious to me. That's <laughs> like, it's pretty great. Um, Oh. And then there's one other question. I don't remember what it is now. Um, but basically, when you're done talking to him, um, you know, you can basically say, like, I don't want to ask you anything else. And he'd be like, oh, well, thank you for asking all those questions. Um, because, you know, he's, he just, he just wants friends, it seems. Um, but he's like, let me, let me share with you a secret. Um, all along the walls in this cavern is, uh, is rupee ore. And if you, uh, give it, if you shoot it with something, give it a good hit. Um, I think he even says like, if you sling something at it, which is like, you know, the biggest hint, um, you might, you might be able to get some, uh, some rupees right out of it. So you can go around the room and shoot all these crystals in the wall. Um, you know, they, they're just, they're color coded. You shoot a blue one, you get a blue rupee, shoot a green one, get a green rupee. Um, and you can get like a good, at least like, I don't know, 70 rupees doing that. Like there's a bunch of these spots in the walls. Enough um, for expert level. Right. Enough for another game. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool. There's also like these grayish ones. And if you shoot them, you can get rupors out of the wall too. But why would you want to do that? I want all the rupors. At first, I thought it was going to be a silver <laughs> rupee. I was so excited. And then I shot it and a rupor came out. And I was like, oh, that's no good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, Tubert's got the hookups. I like his ad campaign too. He's like, "Do you like money? How about explosions? We'll dig up some rupees before you hit a bomb in a suspensional game of Thrill Digger. Want to try it?" <laughs> like, what? I'm like, I do like money and explosions. Like, you, you got me, Tubert. <laughs> but little, little do you know, he's he's meaning you blow up. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's got a bench. Like he's there for you, man. He he knows what you need to get back on track. Yeah, he needs. <laughs> he knows Link falls asleep. This game is just for Link and only Link. And on honestly, okay, so like this, I'm not gonna lie. I think this is my favorite part of this whole area. <laughs> like, okay, there it's are pretty great. There are some cool things in this area, like going up and down the big sand hills and fighting all the bokoblins. Like, that's a really cool moment. Like, I feel like that's always fun to do. You kind of feel like an action hero. Which, you know, an action RPG should make you feel like an action hero every once in a while. And those ones do. Um, there's, like, actually, like, a a sand slide at, at a certain part of this game. Like, in this area. And that's really fun as well. Um, but, ah, man, that Thrill Digger. Man, I'm addicted Nothing. to it. I wish, I wish I had, like, a Thrill yeah. Digger mobile game on my phone that I could just, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Just chill, just chill. Let's email Nintendo, like, right? Something that something that can like would be able to like connect to the game later on. Just play some Thrill Digger and then come home and like deposit my rupees and just you know, <laughs> that's something <laughs> they would be, do today. That'd be so good. That'd be so choice. That'd be the, that'd be the next amiibo. That'd be <laughs> thrill, thrill Digger amiibo. Thrill you know? Digger. Straight up, straight up, Tubert sitting on his tail on the little platform. You know, it'd be great. Oh goodness. So, yeah, so we can continue on our way. I mean, we we basically bust up a bridge, climb some walls, and then we have another sand hill to climb. It's almost like identical to the last one, but um, when we, we fight get, our best friends, the fire keys, too. Yeah, 
Yeah. The bestest of friends. Love them. <laughs> Don't hate them from Ocarina of Time or anything like that. I love, I love doing this. <laughs> I love it when you get a, the right spin attack off and they all die together. I think that's my favorite part because then you have to keep fighting them. <laughs> yeah, but like, they're... It's 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 almost like Zubat syndrome in this game because <laughs> they don't spawn the item called Monster Claw enough, right? They and don't. that is the most needed item in the game for upgrades because it's so rare. Yeah. And of course they give it to the most annoying enemy. I don't even know where the best area to farm keys is. Like, is it... Is it behind the waterfall? Like, should we just go in, kill all the keys, leave, come back in, kill all the keys? Like, just keep doing that? I, I probably that or Faron Woods. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, though. Where do you get that monster claws at? Those 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 monster claws are pretty rare. I usually find that I have just enough to do one upgrade <laughs> when yep. I go to try to upgrade something, and I'm like, man, because you look at the like the ingredients for everything else, and you're like, I'm gonna need a lot more monster claws. <laughs> Yeah, it's always the case. You kill all the keys, but they never drop their claws. That's why you got to get that um that treasure medallion just to make sure you get them claws every once in a while. <laughs> the worst is later, like if you kill one and then it dies over lava and the monster claw goes in the lava, that is Ooh. depressing. Watching it burn, it's like that Man. one meme where it's just like you see the dude super sad and turns gray. <laughs> it was in that moment, everything I ever wanted, I watched burn away before my very eyes. <laughs> no, the monster glove. Oh goodness. So, so yeah. So we climb the second sand hill and um, fight off all the bokoblins up there. It's another another set of rock traps. It's they're not super creative. These bokoblins. Uh, I do like shooting them with the slingshot when they have the rock above their head, and then yes. just letting them and they drop it on their head. Yeah, exactly. That's that's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. So choice. Headache. Um, but we, but we, uh, we get up to the top of this one and we run into our friends, lead and cobalt again, the same ones who were trying to gatekeep us back in the beginning. Right. And, um, they're, they're looking for a way to get into this big, um, tower. Like it, it actually looks like, um, like the forbidden city, you know, like it's got one of those big, like Chinese architecture, like red towers with the, with the different levels of roofing, you know? Um, and it's got like the big, like, um, what do you, what do you call it? The, uh, like these golden flame details on it, like looking like as if you're going into the actual palace or something like it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's the entrance to the earth temple and, uh, lead and cobalt are, are going to try to ransack the place. <laughs> so like chilling outside, that like, treasure. Hey man, how are we going to break in? It's like, oh man, we're going to need a key. A K E Y key, that's what I'm talking about. And then like all over like the plan. He's like, Can we just dig in? He's like, That's why you're the brains of this operation. (laughs) 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 Just dig underground and you don't really see him again. And you see one of them again a little bit later, but like You see both of them. Do you see both of them? I know I know one of them is like right inside when we get in, but I don't know where the other one was. Uh it's uh we'll get into it when we get in there. No, oh, okay, great. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have another little city of bokoblins we can fight. But basically, like that key that they talked about, um, 
Yeah. The, so you go you go up to the door to check on this key that they were they were going to try to find originally, and Fee's like, you know, there's some high percent chance that the the key is made out of the same material as this, so we can douse for it. Um, which I know is you know dowsing is pretty much the best ability that they've ever put into a Zelda game, as we 100%. talked about last time. The best. Uh, yeah. So, so um, so we go on this grand adventure to find not one, not three, but five pieces of a key. Mm. Um, beautiful. And it, it was it was funny because like one is literally like right there, like pretty much right in the ground, right where you stand when you first get this information. I think it's actually in in the hole left by either letter or the other guy. Yeah, they're they're all okay. They're all in holes. Like I can get that out of the way right now. They're all they're all in a digging spot. <laughs> um, but there's one like that's that's like right in this area, and then the rest you kind of have to explore out a little bit for. Um, and this is where I thought it was kind of funny because. Uh, you go one direction and there's like, um, but you have to like go through an intricate maze. You have to like run through a cave that's too hot for you to be in and like go down a sand slide and, and find this key up on a plateau that you have to like, you know, uh, sailcloth your way up onto. It's just this big like chain of events to find this one piece of key. It was elaborate. That key took me a long time to find. <laughs> yeah. So then there's a uh, there's another one that you have to like climb up some some walls and like traverse another bridge that you have to like cut all the pieces to open up and I, I don't remember how everything you had to do but like you have to go on another like mini grand adventure to go find the second piece. Um, New favorite part in Elden? Eh, eh? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I like the I like the the sand slide part. Like that part is fun. Like I did enjoy doing that. Um, cause there's a goddess cube over there too and all kinds of stuff to do. Um, but then there's like, uh, I think there's one in a bomb cave, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So right. The sand slide that you ran up in the first place, there's a, there's a bomb flower right there that you can pick and you got to like throw it across the sand and it blows up a cave and that's where one, another key is. Um, and I found all of these other like crazy to find like gotta do weird puzzles to solve keys first and then i was like where is that fifth one because i was like over on the right hand side of the map right like exploring all these things like where is it and then i doused right like i went back to the front where the gate was where the keys were i had four out of five pieces and i was like where is this last one i didn't see anything over there like i've checked all these grounds and what's going on so i doused and it's like to the left there's like one little watchtower off on its own and you blow it up and the key is underneath it. And I was like, are you serious? Like it was like 10 steps away from the gate. And I just like completely went off on this big grand key adventure. <laughs> I come back and I find out that like the, the second easiest one to get is the one I couldn't find. Uh, man, it was just ironic that I like, they like the difference in the level of like effort they make you go through for each of these keys. Yeah. It just it gets more and more. I think it was supposed to anyway get more and more complicated as you went. And instead, I just went for like the adventure once, and then came back and was like, "All right, I gotta find these Mickey Mouse keys." It was so simple, easy ones. So simple, yeah, right. So uh, yeah, we get this key, and this isn't the key that you guys were complaining about last time. Like that's a boss door key. Once we get inside, right? 
So, so yeah. this key we just put in, it it's just automatically o- opens itself it up. And, you know, it looks like a little sunbeam thing. Bada bing, bada boom. Here's the thing, guys. Like, the symbology of this temple, I I got nothing. Like, there's there's not a real solid, aside from dragons, maybe, Um, there's not a really a great, like, connection I can make between what the decor is. Lizard people. And like the history of the world, I'll tell you what the decor is. Lava's hot. <laughs> I love how when Link gets the, the door opens and Link tries to step down, and there's the heat wave of hot air just blast him in the face, and he's like, Ugh! and then like he starts to walk down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like all oh, that heat. He's like. And now I make my descent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, yo, if this was Ocarina, you need to go get that red tunic. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) You can't just just opens the door. Ah, he's like, ah, now I'm used to the heat. (laughs) It's like a day at the spa, you know. It's like you open the oven door after cooking some chicken or cookies, and just like, whoa, okay, (laughs) some chicken or cookies. (laughs) Either one. One of them, one of them joints you cook at three fifty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the reason I said that is because I just had cooked those those bakers, uh, Pillsbury bakers, dozen of the pumpkin sugar cookies that are like little discs and some chicken earlier today. So you know, that sounds delicious. Cooking man, the one oven things. Is a chicken nugget just a cookie made out of chicken? Right, I like cool. this analogy. I like this. Let's run with it. Wait, that. what? <laughs> How do you figure that? <laughs> a chicken nugget is a chicken center with like breading around it, and a cookie is the same consistency all the way through, just baked. But 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 you bake them both. You bake them both, and it's a smaller piece. You can make them into a disc, like cookies, chicken cookies. <sighs> I guess he, you can't cut them out like cookies. You start off by making your chicken batter. <laughs> <laughs> and you form it. <laughs> you gotta get the bread together, you know? Use bread, right? Yeah, you bake you bake that joint. You gotta get that artificial mm-hmm. chicken in there. That tofu. Gotta put some oils and some seasonings on. Mm-hmm. It's like bacon, man. Just with chicken. It's like it's like it's like uh coconut coating, except you know, it's breading. It's just a fancy cookie made of chicken. <laughs> get a ten piece chicken cookie meal now. It- oh, that'd be gross. <laughs> <laughs> ten, piece, ten piece chicken cookie meal. Come on, man. <laughs> can, I get that, can I get that baker's dozen, though? Oh <laughs> 13i, we can do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you imagine, like, Link, like, Feels the heat of the of the it's door when he opens to the to the <laughs> earth temple, right? He like, he's like, whoa, that heat wave. Hold on, maybe if I go up the sky loft, get some chicken, I can cook <laughs> in this temple. Get some chicken, get some kaku. <laughs> That's why there's no more kakus. They cooked them in the earth temple. Oh my goodness. Have you ever looked around like any of the kitchens in Skyloft? No. Not really. Because they have, they have like big haunches of meat that are just like wrapped up in like, like kind of like that webbing that you see like ham wrapped up in. Hold on. Because <laughs> we're, we're, there's only two animals in Skyloft area. There's, there's birds 
and remlets. Yeah, and they they, they don't eat the remlets. <laughs> I guess keese, but keese aren't big enough for a giant honk of meat. No, this is a, it looks like a big old lump of ham or something. And man, like they be cooking them laugh with they put them in a <laughs> Yeah, man. We don't want to talk about it, but we got a high quality crimson slab over here. Unless there's some secret place they go to get bigger slobs of meat, which I definitely can think of one, but I'm not going to reveal its location right now. Because <laughs> we got we got the red guy special. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> the red guy special. They poof, they poof off into like a purple skull and you kill them. But if you're real lucky, you can catch one. <laughs> you get the haunch. <laughs> you can catch one and cook it. Oh, man. Make some Laughlin cookies. Oh, no. Probably get a couple dozen out of one loft wing. No. <laughs> All right. Let's go back over. Let's go back down to the descent of the earth temple. We get in. We get into this temple, right? And mm-hmm. there's some there's a drawbridge. There's some gears and and who all's here. But Mr. Cobal Cobal's inside. And he's like, hey, guy over there. I lost my friends. I don't know where they at. And then he's like, you gotta go find them because, you know, Link's gotta do everything. You don't even really need to find them, though. No. I mean, they, they find you. Not really, but you find them. Right. You don't really find, you don't find his friend until later, I don't think. But, um... A little bit later, yeah. Yeah, because he, you know, he's like, hey, he talks to you about his bomb bag. He's like, oh, man, I had this, this thing I needed and I left it behind. No, like, no, I got that's scared. Lead. Oh. That's lead. Yeah. Kobol's in the beginning of the dungeon telling you, hey man, my friend's gone. And then Led is actually the dude we find later who gives you the bomb bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's the hair, man. It's the hair. See, this is the problem I have. <laughs> I don't different. remember. I, they don't say each other's names enough. I forgot, man. Yeah. Um, they need to introduce themselves like, hey, yo, it's, it's Kobol and my friends is gone. And the other wait. guy'd be like, my name's Lid, and I don't know what my bomb bag is. There's more than one Mogma? <laughs> <laughs> they have names? They're, they put two on screen together that's in a crazy. few places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, right. No, nah, that's Shadow Clone Jutsu. Or Shadow Magma Jutsu. I don't know. <laughs> Magma Clone Jutsu. <laughs> it, it's a Jutsu. <laughs> so that explain everything. It's just a Jutsu, man. So once you get once you get like past that room where where Cobal's talking to you, you get to a big big room, gigantic room, open. There's lava everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's hot. And a first first enemy too. Oh yeah, this dude almost wrecked me, man. He got me down to right. like two hearts or something. Right. Yikes! Tell me, how did the goddess tornado work for you? Uh, no. <laughs> oh no but it's the best it, move in the game I thought listen, I thought it did everything listen. for enemies who actually know how to block and are very good with their block it does not work but goblins don't count because they suck oh my goodness the angles man the it's, strategy the strategy that saved my life here because it took me a second to figure it out Cause like this dude was just like wiping the floor with me. He's like, "Oh, you you thought you could come into the kitchen, huh? Well, how about the heat though? I'm bringing it. He's just smoking these hands, man. You are gonna catch it?" And it's like, he just wrecked me with that stupid thing. 
Because, like, Fee was like, oh, you're going to come up to a new enemy. I'll give you what information I can. And then I came up and, like, did the Fee thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a Lazalfos. You knew that, though, already, didn't you? Yeah, he's going to whoop you now. And then he did. And um, it wasn't good. But um, but the strategy that saved my life was to uh, to swing at him until he did his block and then just swing however was convenient at the time, which was usually the wrong one. And then um, what he'll do by – like, he'll react to that by countering and, like, just try to, like, hit you with his huge mega fist. Um, and when he does that, I would shield parry him and then get all my free hits. There you go. So, like, I would basically just, like, force out his his attack and then and then shield parry it and just, just give it right back to him after that. But this dude, like, almost killed me before I figured out how to do that. So, I didn't bring a shield with me to the Earth Dungeon because what? <laughs> I – brought potions instead like i brought the energy potion <laughs> okay. the, uh, and the mushroom potion and so i didn't have room for the shield he's defenseless i hadn't bought the iron one yet because i only had the wood one anyway you need which to I go to bought. beetle I had the money. though you gotta go to beetle and get those adventure pouch upgrades you can carry I all did. the things i did oh, after okay. the fact but i went through this with just the potions and he was wrecking my life <laughs> and then <laughs> What I ended up doing was just doing a backflip when he did the tail thing, and then I would do a jump strike forward, and it usually worked. But then, on the second one that you have to fight, I just was like, I'm not doing this, and I poured some mushroom powder on him, and he was like, oh god, I'm stunned! And then I just went to town on him. <laughs> uh, defeated him in one goddess tornado. Oh, that mushroom powder <laughs> coming in big! It, it's, it's clutch. You need to get some mushroom. You need to have five mushroom powders on you every dungeon. Because it's amazing. <laughs> but okay. I want to say, I'm pretty sure that these Lizophos are the toughest Lizophos in any of the franchise. Uh, yeah. No, they're, they're legit. Like, they're not playing around. Yeah. So, when we get into this room, after we, after we kill this Lizophos, though, um, one of the first puzzles we come up to is this big, like, broken down statue that's got bomb flowers on it, just chilling in the lava. Um, and I didn't actually take any, like a good look at it before I destroyed it. <laughs> um, do you guys remember what it actually was? Because all I remember uh, is getting the eyeball out of it and using it to traverse the area. Uh, I can see if I can find it. So it looks like it has two eyes. One of the eyes is the object we need from it. And then there's like a smaller eye to the left of it. Okay. And, uh, the bigger eye ends up being a ball that we can mess with later. Huh. Like here, I'll put up I'll put up a picture yeah, of it so you guys can see. It looks it. like a tiki statue. Right? Like it's weird. Like the, it's weird the top of a tiki statue, but it has the the big flaring nostrils of like a Chinese dragon. There, I put it up in chat. It's all I could find. Yeah, I don't. It's got like a nose type thing. It's got like teeth on the bottom and then, It's like a like, mixture of a Chinese dragon and a Japanese oni. Oh, I found a better image of it, actually, from the HD version here. Let me put that up. It's way clearer. All right. Way clearer. Thank you, HD remake. Yeah. Looks like it's almost got, like, horns coming off the top yeah. of the head. That's yeah, the one I was looking see, at. Like, look right behind it in that picture. You see the monkey statue that's still up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, one of definitely, those. Definitely it. Yeah. Okay. They worshipped Monkey King. Well, it's, like, they're, like, I think they're supposed to be, like, guardians. Ooh, I, don't, I don't remember what they're actually called. Um, but somebody online po pointed it out at one point. Um, 
Almost looks like, like they're supposed to have a crown on their head, too. Yeah. Yeah, and this one's clearly kind of destroyed. Um, but yeah, we blow that thing up and we get the big eyeball out of it. And we can use that to circus dog our way around this area. Um, and there's these big lava <laughs> frogs that try to spit fire at us while we do it. And that's really annoying. Magma spumes. Yeah. The best part about the magma spume is the satisfying croak it makes when you squish it with the big ball. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of just, it sounds so sad. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such it. a nuisance. Yeah, it is. They like to spit fire, man. It's, it's messed up. There's just a big old round frog. Kind of looks like a polywag, right? And it's just like, but like red instead of blue and doesn't have a swirl. Um, it's just like, like when you're big. not near it, its eyes are poking out of the lava. When you get closer, it like looks up and then, you know, just just like jumps up a little bit like an octorock and spits a ball of flame. Um, really annoying. But um, but yeah. So I I like to go to the left first, um, because it's there's not Same. a big old path that you need to follow to to do the thing. Like you can just kind of go hit the switch that you need to hit and come back. Um, yeah, without doing a whole walkthrough of all of this, um, you can take that ball the other way and meet up with, um, which one is it? Cobalt? Lead, lead, leady, lead, lead, leady, lead, lead, who gives you, who ends up giving you the bomb bag, but you have to go earn it. So like you, uh, you can crawl through a little hole to get to these bombs that are like hidden in a cage, basically. Um, you take those and you roll one back out and blow up the bomb wall. And I think this is where we get like, like the actual mini boss fight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a door that has a Lizalfos on either side of it. There's actually a few doors that look like this in this temple. Um, but this is the first one that I think we find. Um, and we blow it up and you can go into a room that actually has like, it's actually a straight up callback to Ocarina um, yeah. because it's got like a hexagonal pattern of platforms. Um, I will say they're more connected. You don't have to jump from platform to platform. So it's really just a visual just to call back. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, it's, you know, it maps right on top of the, uh, the Dodongo's cavern, Lizalfos fight. Um, Cause it's got like, you know, the one platform in the middle and all the platforms around it. And they'll um they'll actually split up and fight you one one at a time like the other ones did too. At least for a little while they will. They're so nice. Right? The warrior code. Yeah. You you walk in and like it's hilarious because they give a little cutscene to introduce these guys and they come walking up like rubbing their shoulders like they're like they're getting ready to fight. And they're cranking their iron fist that's on their on their one arm, like Yeah, they're they're uh... getting loose like, alright, back to work. <laughs> Let's get this kid. <laughs> And then um, you go into this like it's just it's just super nostalgia, man. Like fighting them, I was like, man, like this intro is so good. Like after having just played Ocarina, it's like, like I was like, all right, you did it right. <laughs> like, this this was like they got to they got to level up and they're back to get revenge, man. It's so good. They're like, oh, we remember you, we remember you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even though this is in the past, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, we gonna remember you. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so we beat him and we get the bomb bag um and it's empty which is the most disappointing thing 
Um, but you walk back out to Ledge, who who it belongs to, right? And I think V even like suggests that you ask him if you can borrow it. Um, so you do. You go back and you ask him to borrow. He's like, "What? You want to borrow? Come on, man!" Like, uh, it's like uh, I guess if you are trying to find your friend, I can understand that. But tell you what, I'm not going to let you borrow it. I'm gonna give it to you, and like he just lets you keep it. Um, he tries. You know, he wishes you the best of luck, and he's like, "Oh!" And then when you try to leave, he's like, "Oh, wait, I forgot something. Bag's probably pretty empty. Here, let me give you this." And he puts five bombs in it for you. <laughs> Which is uh, just a long, long form way of just giving you a bomb bag with with bomb like I don't know because you still need to fill the other five up. So like I I crawled back through that hole where we originally got the bomb to go get it, and I just filled it up before continuing. Same. Yeah. Um, it's so weird because you yeah. it's like the first game that you don't need to buy bombs or salvage the land for them. You could just oh look a bomb flower. Right, which makes sense because that's where bombs canonically come from in Zelda. Like, you'd think that there'd be a process to just, you know, pocket the bomb, but I don't know. But not until now has it been figured out. Right. Link never figured it out before. Apparently they lost the art because this is in the past, so apparently they just lost the art of collecting bombs. Yeah, like the Gorons are the only ones that are now have the technique unlock or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's some Ridiculous. special technique to putting out the fuse on them that's just been lost. Right, yeah. and you don't see Link do it. Like he p- picks up the bomb and then just shoves it in his pocket, and that's the end of the story. Like, it's the secret. Just don't care. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> hey, so I, if I wanted to per se pick one of these and put it in my bomb bag, how would you do that? And Goron's like, listen, you didn't hear this from me, but what you're going to do is you're going to pick it and you're going to put it in your bomb bag. <laughs> and, the instruction. and the rest is history, my man. <laughs> if one was to do this technique. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So once we get the bomb bag, it makes us makes it real easy to go towards the right and then follow that long path of lava. Yeah, you have to, to crack some walls and yeah, you gotta to blow, blow up a bomb wall. It actually took me a minute to find. Like I didn't realize it at first. Like I did everything else in the room, and I was like, "There's got to be a way to get this ball over there." And then I looked over at this big, like conspicuously blank wall, and I was like, "That's probably a bomb wall." So I rolled on over, and there was a crack, and I was like, yeah, that's a bomb wall. <laughs> it is it. Made our way through, but, man, like, for a second, I was stumped. I was like, there's nothing else in this room. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there's something else in this room. That's it. The crack in the wall. There's always more in the room. There's I think one of my favorite parts of this dungeon was, for sure, the lava... I don't waterfall. I guess you could call it on the slim, slim like tightrope kind of path. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I I remember the tightrope like, path. Yeah, yeah. It's like a small path of lava that's just flowing from both sides. And yeah, it's you like, have to like a slowly make your way across it. It's like a weird molten like aurora borealis that has no business being yeah. there. But I didn't even know how to explain it. It's just there. It's just a thing, and you got to do it. And it was it was fun. Yeah, no, it was good. So we, I mean, I can, I, I think I'm done talking about this room. If you guys are, we can probably move. Yeah, on. you get to the middle, and then you go back up. You go through the door, and get to another place. With dragon statues. Dragon statues. 
Yeah. Is this the place like right before the boss room? Like, isn't this? Yeah. We're, we're in bossy territory, right? We be in bossy territory. Yeah, this was hilarious. Indiana Jones territory. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely is what it is. It's like exactly what it is. I like I, I walked into this room, saw a big ramp with stamina fruit and like the thing at the top that I needed, right? I was like, oh man, something's gonna come rolling down at me. I have to dodge it and do something. I'm like, here, let me run. Cause like we just got through oh, we missed a spot where there's like a bunch of ramps with falling boulders. Oh yeah, there was that. I hated that part, and I think I I trained my brain to forget about it. But yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. So basically, you run up a hill, and a bunch of boulders fall at you, and you got to dodge them, and dodge to the left into a little cove, and come back out and run up the rest of the way. Still has an Indiana Jones feel to it. Yeah, still does. So then we get to this other room. It's got the the ramp with the stamina fruits. And I was like, oh, man, here we go. Some more fallen rocks or some other trap. I'm going to have to time it perfect. It's going to be great. So, like, I did this, like, big epic sprint up the hill and nothing happened. <laughs> I was like, wait <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Something's supposed to happen. What's I was like, thing? maybe it's on the way bro. back down. <laughs> so, like, I remember Turning when we it. get up here because we, we get the key, right? Like, it's in a chest, like the boss key. It's in a chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we grab that joint. Um, and it gives us a little view of it. It's a little dragon key. Um, and so then you start running down and suddenly like the dragon mouth that's up at the top here opens up its mouth and drops a rock on you. Well, not on you, but like to chase you. And the game turns into Indiana Jones, but also like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> because the camera you, angle. Yeah. You're running towards the camera as this ball chases you down the hill, but there's like no obstacles so it's just a really easy run down the hill um and like yeah you run down you don't even have to do much dodging because eventually the ball just kind of like ramps itself past you and it goes into the other dragon's mouth there's a dragon statue that's like spitting a waterfall in front of the boss door and it just like plugs it up for you um so yeah then we we see a familiar phase well (gasps) we see (gasps) We see a door, right? A boss oh, key door. These dang doors, man! <laughs> okay. Killing me every here's, time we get to this. Thing. This one was even harder. You guys, you guys played this up like it was the worst. Like I was, I came up to this because after last episode, you guys were talking about this key, and I was like, "Oh, this one's supposed to be harder." And like, I looked at the dragon for a while while it was like spinning and showing me what it was, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so the tail sticks out farther than the head, so that's got to stick up in the little." spot that juts off the square because i looked at the boss key thing before i got the key um so i was like all right so that's what i gotta do and then i came over and like you know i had to like grab it a few times and rotate it and then it matched and like it didn't match quite right and i was like eh, it's glowing though so i should just press a and i did and it worked and i was like that wasn't that bad <laughs> i mean it only took me like 30 40 seconds but like You're like pre-evaluating that stuff i didn't even care until i saw the golden upon like the space i had to enter it upon and then i was like oh boy time to start grabbing this thing and twisting it <laughs> it's, it's just annoying the whole time you're doing it man it's like oh, i don't want to be doing and it. then you're like oh that looks really good oh wait no that part's not right yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a senate it's like a centimeter off and you're like but 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 everything else lines up why doesn't this why doesn't this side <laughs> 
Yo, I went through that like three uh, times, and then I finally <laughs> was like, "Wait, no, this one looks right, right." And I hit it, and I was like, "It was right!" Woo! <laughs> you guys, come on, man, it's good stuff. I haven't been fitting squares into square slots since I was two years old, man. Oh man, <laughs> you you mean you want me to put a round peg in a round hole? Come on, man. What do you think I am? Some kind of Einstein. But 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 we open that door though. Yeah, we, we do. We, we get through we open door. it. There's a guy, a smelly guy. <laughs> Who smell? He's got a tongue. Like cure him. Oh. Yeah. Yo, when we first get in here though, Fee, t- Fee shows us this chain on the ground, oh. and she's like. Yo, it's, it's almost like a hundred percent chance that uh that Zelda was held by this chain not too long ago. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, oh snap, she done got caught. And um, she, I mean, she clearly she's not on the chain anymore. Like she's off the chain. <laughs> no, not <nah>, mean. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> the chain hang low. Does it topple to the floor? No, nah, nah. Okay, so <laughs> so okay. um, so the other thing that happens is this big ball comes rolling into the room with us that we just like fed the dragon and there's a big old dragon skeleton overhead that it like rolls its way through it's pretty ominous um mm-hmm. kind of seems like there there actually was a dragon at some point it died and then they decided to use it as a as a ball conveyor <laughs> i don't know what that's about but it's real gruesome um it's terrible yeah it's is kind of morose. The people in the future never did this to King Dodongo. Poor dragon. He deserves to rest in peace. They stuck the skeleton of the of the dragon into a facsimile of a new dragon. Like, it's this big dragon statue face. And they're just like, oh, yeah, let's put the dragon's spine in there. <laughs> just to, like... <laughs> Give him a new body. Oh, goodness. Um... So yeah, this ball rolls overhead, and Fee tells you about the chain. And then I think when we start walking forward a little bit more, because she's like, "Oh, we gotta press on and find her." That's when the smelly man arrives. Oh no! It's all good. I put his lines in the chat again if we want to do them, but it's up to you guys. Girahim. Yeah, because he pops in. He's like, "Ah, oh, it's you." And then why didn't say it like that? Because he's Girahim. He doesn't say anything like quite like that. But he's so mad. Mm. It's you. He he showed up and he's like he's just kind of he's just got his 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 gears have been grinded, man. He's got sand in his swimsuit and he's he's here to tell us about all his problems. Lava in his overcoat. He's like my my <laughs> underlings finally captured the spirit maiden, so of course I rushed over here. I was excited, but you know what? That agent of the goddess once again like escaped with with uh with the girl and here's the deal like <gasps> I, I must have her <laughs> like i gotta get that spirit maiden it's like i right, need dude, her you need to what like what are you talking about that's my uh, fix right he's like he's like well now now i gotta come up with another way to like <laughs> to cool off and i'm thinking <laughs> i might just like destroy you and that that might help <laughs> so i'm gonna put you through some agony <laughs> and some stress and i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm be stress relieved myself i got a fever <laughs> and the only prescription is more spirit maiden <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> that's me, right girahim the girahim <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's me girahim <laughs> i got a oh, prescription 
I got a, I got a fever. I got a prescription. I got a prescription. And it's for cowbell. <laughs> I mean spirit mate. Oh, good. <laughs> and then he like immediately apologizes. Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've just got a little carried away there, didn't I? And, you know, I... Just don't deal well with things not going well, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't everybody? It's a character flaw. It was my favorite part of that part (laughs) of that was just, oh, you know, when things don't go well, if I, once I've planned them, it's just, it really irritates me. (laughs) Bro, everybody, everybody goes through that. He's got some anger he's got to release, you know? Yeah. And the only the only prescription here is more lava. So he throws this big old ball that you you brought to the room, mind you. Like you brought this ball in here. And he's <laughs> like dwarfs it. Yeah, he's like, man, like here we go. Like here, here, my friend's gonna my friend's gonna destroy you. Like it won't take more than a few moments, my friend, before you're charred to a satisfying crisp like a chicken cookie. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, so he th- throws this ball down the hill, and when it reaches the bottom, it like bursts into like a lava monster. Um, yeah, yeah. and we have our boss yeah, fight. Yeah. It's the, the pyroclastic. Pyro-clastic. Oh, well, you got it. <laughs> we we do it together. Three, two, one. The pyroclastic fiend Scaldera. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think what we learned today is Discord is not the right channel to do laggy, laggy, things. laggy. That is not together at all. And I didn't remember the name Scaldera. I just remember the pyroclastic fiend. So there's that. <laughs> Scaldera um, is a big fan of King Dodongo, or I guess maybe. The 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 guy who trained King Dodongo how to be a Dodongo because be. he he likes to uh, birth breathe. of the Dodongos he likes to breathe in a lot of air in order to spit fire and when he does you can bomb his mouth and um you can you can give him a trip to Flavor Town he <laughs> 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 blows his mind man I've got some explosive flavor for you bruh so real spicy meatball you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, I only had one problem with this fight. I was, I was, I was kicking his patootie, and then when I ran out of bombs, I had because <laughs> you could damage him when, you, like, you could still hurt him when he doesn't need to have it sucked in. But I ran out of bombs, man. That was my mistake, and I had to run back up that thing. And then he's like, "Ah, you're not running from me." And then he shoots a bunch of fireballs at you, and I didn't expect it <laughs> at first. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on him because he will just shoot you with fireballs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ran out of bombs at some point, too. I had to go up to the top, and there's a bunch of heart flowers, and I was like, oh, okay. And then he shot some fireballs up, and I just like, kind of like walked off to the side of the big circle, and I was like, oh, he can't hit me. And then he came yeah, running so- up, and he hit a bomb and blew himself up and fell back down the hill, and I was like – Oh, there's, there's a safe zone in this fight. I ain't got to worry about nothing. That Easy didn't go. happen to me because he was at the bottom of the hill and I got to the top. I was trying to pick some bombs and I was like in the middle where the door is to the to the other room. And I tried to I was like about to pick this bomb up. And one of the fireballs he shot hit the bomb and sent me packing. <laughs> it was so rude. But I ran I had, right into a hard flower, so it was fine. I had some trouble with this fight, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a little tricky. There were, there were some parts where I just had to eat damage and be okay with that. Like, I was like, I'm not running all the way back up this hill. Like, if you want to do your little stilt walk over top of me and then roll down the hill and hit me, I'm like, do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm going to have a bomb. I'm going to have a bomb when you're done. <laughs> so just be ready for that. And, um, eventually I, I got rid of him doing that. Like, you know, I, there's a, I don't want to spoil too much, but there is a boss rush somewhere in this game where like you can refight this guy, but, um, but you don't get healing items. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm going to need a new strategy when we get there, but for yeah. now, for now, this strategy works just fine. Just, I just ate the Perfect. damage and was like, this is, this is a convenience factor for me. I have the damage. I have the health to spend. I'm going to spend it. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing for me. I think I survived with, like, two hearts left. I was just eating damage left and right, getting it in where I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we beat Scaldera and cut his eye right out of his molten body. Because oh. Got him. Got him. Um, and we can uh, pretty much walk right out. Because Girahim, I guess, left. He He's like, he's like, I need you to be in agony to help me, like, you know, relieve my stress. So then he, like, puts you into a boss fight and just leaves and doesn't even watch it. And I'm like, dude, bro. I got to say, this dude's got worse Ganondorf syndrome than even Ganondorf the guy had. I mean, this dude, Ganondorf, like, kind of was like, ah, I mean, you know, you just a boy. What you going to do? But this Link is, like, a problem, right? He's got the goddess sword. Girahim knows this. And he's every time we meet him, he's like, I promised I wouldn't kill you the first time, and I wouldn't kill you. Now the promise, he, he can kill you if he wants, because it was only the first time. And he's like, nah, you're going to be let go. Like, I don't know if you guys sensing a theme here, but <laughs> he's just always letting Link go. And I feel like if he just dealt with the problem, which is Link, his plans will go through. You're, you're, you're talking about that, that Hisoka nonsense where, where Gearheem's just trying to, like, let Link get stronger for the real fight. Is that what you're saying by Ganondorf syndrome? I don't even think he's doing that. I just don't. Ganondorf planned. Ganondorf did underestimate Link a little bit, but I think Ganondorf was kind of let. You know, he was letting Link run around like we talked about. He was he was letting it happen. Girahim, I just don't think he's even thinking Link can accomplish anything. Like, Gandalf knew Link could accomplish things. He was letting him accomplish things. He was well aware of the fact that Link was tough. Gideon's just literally like, man, this kid be doing things. I don't know why, because he's just a kid. He ain't tough. He ain't got no... Yeah, to Gideon, Link is just like a plaything. He doesn't yeah. think of Link literally at all like he's capable whatsoever. He's like, oh, yeah. you're, you're somebody that's here? I'm going to take my frustration out on you. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I remember when we did the um the the forest temple before is when you had that thought of like of like Ganondorf was like in a way wanting Link to be stronger and I like I didn't agree with that, but I thought you were kind of going back to that again. So that's what I was asking about Hisoka and all that. But yeah, I, I totally agree that um yeah that Girahim like if you notice like he's uh he's real angry about the goddess's attendant. Like this dude Yeah, not you though. Yeah, no, not you at all. He's like, he's like, you guys, you guys aren't good. Like you, you got a sword, but otherwise you're not good at any of this. Like, I, I don't need to worry about you. <laughs> um, but that, that attendant though, let me tell you about my problems. Yeah, I'll, that I'll, attendant. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> like, let me, let me list them out. Number one, that attendant. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for you and your stinking attendant. <laughs> 
three, the spirit maidens. Attendant. <laughs> oh, man. Calls her a goddess-serving dog. Man, you need to calm down. I think in terms of, like, insults in comparison from this world to our world, that's pretty much probably calling someone a bad word. <laughs> like, goddess-serving dog, that's, that's just... Like, I feel that in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts, man. Man. You got his servant piece of Skyward Sword. Let me tell you what's going to go on right now. Don't put attendant. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so now that we've beaten them, though. Well, not him. We've beaten, we've beaten his little servant ball of lava. We can go into another, uh, another spring. And don't forget the hot container. Yeah, get the heart container. It's here. It's for you. <laughs> get the house. You, you earned it. You gonna need it. Enjoy, secret enjoy, to everybody. Enjoy it. It's gonna fill up your health. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can walk out into another another spring. Like the goddess door up at the top of this hill uh, mm. opens up now that the evil on your side of it has been vanquished. So you can go through. Um. And immediately, like, we see Zelda with this attendant. Um, and she sees you and she's like, Link, and she tries to come see you. And then, and then the attendant throws her arm out and is like, nah, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> it's like, remember, you got a, you got a mission, you know? There's a giant, like, spiritual golden light that's blasting into the sky as well right now. They're just standing next to, like, all haphazardly. Right? There's, like, a big old, like, dimensional gate just chilling there. And ah. Link ain't know what this is. Link's like, man, I just wants to talk to Zelda, man. It's fine. And this, this attendant. Yeah, this attendant. Like, you cannot go to him, your grace. Remember what we discussed. Restrain yourself. Focus on the task at hand. So then Zelda's like, I have to go. I'm sorry, Link. Or, you know, Kess or Delunker or whatever you guys name. Delunker, that's me. Um, and then she turns to you after after Zelda goes through this portal. Get berated. Um, yeah, man, this. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. She really burns you. Like she, they did it right. These writers did it right, man. Because like, here's the thing. I uh, I'm not a fan of being told how bad I am by a video game. <laughs> When, like, I did everything what I was supposed to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, if they put me through a sequence that's like, oh, you got to do this, now you got to do that. And I just do it, and it's I'm, like, basically successful with all of it. It, it can yeah. be real hard to then have the game be like, uh, you were late. <laughs> you didn't do it right. And oh, I was man. like, what do you mean I was late? So I was yeah. mad at the game. But then they, like... <laughs> Like this character, like this attendant, calls us out even for that, and I was like, "Oh, they got me!" Like they, got <laughs> like, they did it. Like Link was five six when when before <laughs> this, and then after the conversation, he Link he she reduced him to four six <laughs> down a level. <laughs> you, you would with words. you would hate Kingdom Hearts fans because there are multiple fights in that game where you finish the fight and you won, and then the game's like, "Nah, you didn't win. You barely alive." <laughs> <laughs> so I feel your pain when you say that because you beat you beat the stuffing out of the guy in the fight, and then all of a sudden it goes back to the scene and your guys just like flying back after getting hit by like some super shot. And right. you're like, wait, I, th I thought I was winning. 
Yeah, that's that's always rough, especially if it's like, oh man, perfect round. I didn't take a single hit, and now suddenly the cutscene's like, and you lost. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? And you never could reach my level in the first place, kid. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So, so Zelda's attendant is like, it took you far too long to get here. Looking at you, I fear the goddess is mistaken in her choice of agents. If this failure is any indication, you have no hope of defending her grace from those who seek to assail her. Do my words anger you, boy? Do my words sting? Let them. If I had not come when I did, your Zelda would have already fallen into the hands of the enemy. The truth of it is you were late. You were late and you failed to protect her. I sent Zelda ahead to learn more of the fate in which she is destined to play a part. Listen well, Chosen One. If you wish to be of help to her grace, you must summon a shred of courage and face the trials laid out before you. Only when you've conquered all the trials will you be of use to Zelda. No sooner, and am I understood? And then, like, yo, I was sitting there like, snap. What's up? Imagine what words she would have for Groose. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even come out? You were standing in front of your mirror? <laughs> Looking at your pompadour? <laughs> All right. Pompadour having goose. Oh, my god! At least Link's out here trying to chase it. He knows what he needs to be doing. And he's doing it. He's just a little late, my guy. He can't help it. He's got a lot of people to talk times. to. Just fell asleep, that's all. New York accents, they don't go fast enough. We'll get them in the second half, don't worry. <laughs> we'll get them in the second half. <laughs> or the third half, I guess you could say. Man, fourth quarter, we in there. We're going to score them bowling. But yeah, no, I don't know. I I think that the, the idea of this, like, I think the reason, I mean, I don't know entirely what the reasoning was, but this this attendant has basically shared something with Zelda where, like, She's not supposed to go back to you. At least she's not supposed to like interact with you too much at this point. Um, I think part of this is like kind of like it's it's kind of been hinted at that like somehow Zelda and the goddess like like she is she's connected to this too of being the spirit maiden. Um, you know, a spirit maiden I, I believe is is supposed to be like a vessel for for uh an indwelling of some kind of spirit right so so no improper thoughts are allowed well i mean yeah i guess i mean she's she's uh she just got done like purifying herself right like she went to the other she went to the fair on spring ah uh, it's a fair point and now she's in the um you know the elden spring and she, like she's going through this big golden gateway where i'm like is she gonna go meet the goddess like what is happening um but basically, like, for her to go back and, like, be reminded of, like, everything that she's kind of walking away from or, like, even just – she can't now just go and, like, unpurify herself. Like, like you can't go back to Link right now. Like, you're too attached, you know? You go back to Link, you're going to become unpure. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that. Link, you dirty dog. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it might be that. It it, it reads like that in the text. It I mean, does, that, though. It does. How that I reads, mean, they so. like each other, so maybe that's maybe that's the sense. Maybe? Maybe? She has to I tackle this alone. She can't feel like she can rely on him. Link, the goddess wants you single. <coughs> don't oh, purify oof. yourself. Goddess blocked. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. Oh no! Goodness. Um, but yeah. So as far as I can tell, the the goddess's attendant has been with Zelda 
pretty much since Far on Wood. So it's kind of unfair for her to be like, you were late. You didn't make it in time. We jumped over all the gaps that you had to like figure out. I helped you with one of them. So you should have gotten here faster. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? <laughs> like I had to also, like bomb walls to get here. How did you guys get through? Like in so the you first know how, like, like Zelda was captured, right? Yeah. But, but she, okay. So this Zelda lands in the forest, far on wood, sealed, sealed ground, but she landed somewhere in that wood. Found her, helped her from some red bacoblins, saved her. They continued on their journey through the temple. They got to the spring. You missed them. You, they, they weren't even at that spring. You finally caught up to them in the volcano area. We continue along a little bit. I think they, since they were together the whole time, I'm guessing that leaving Zelda to go help you across that bridge is actually how Zelda got captured. So in doing so, we should actually berate her for leaving the goddess or the spirit maiden side because I don't need no help. I'm Link. Bridges are nothing. We would have got, got over that. Bridge. We would have figured out a way. 30 more seconds. Figured it out. What's that? You left Zelda for 20 seconds or two minutes or 10 minutes. I don't know how long you left for because you fast. You probably jumped across mountains. You. <laughs> it's probably like Zelda got captured and then she had to go free her and then that's what angered Girahim because he's like, we had her and then we lost her because of that dog. And now she's berating you like, uh-uh. Not she turns you. around. She's like, man, I look away for 20 seconds. This yeah. girl. I'm like, you couldn't. It's your fault. You couldn't have brought Zelda back to me when you came back to help. Like, we could have been a whole party. It would have been like D&D up in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> would have messed up the purification. That you know, should whatever. be the new game plus. <laughs> the new game plus. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> you got a ninja, a wizard, and a swordsman. Zelda's the mage. Or no healer support? Hey, good, oh get a load of these red guys. You, what, look what you think we're going to do with these guys? <laughs> hey, here's a light arrow. How you feel about that? Oh. Oof. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, we get another message then. Um, we have to do another Skyward Strike on another goddess symbol to get another piece of the tablet um and fee has another message from the gods of old um kind of starts out the same way with the whole edge of time and ice skating gotta be careful yep ice skating is back it's back in oh yeah um Where, did it even leave <laughs> no ice skating's been here <laughs> time, don't call it a comeback um, little do you know when when fee goes into link's sword there's actually an ice rink in there. And she <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's the platinum medalist. It's, yeah. the, it's the pocket ice skating dimension, you know. That crystal just be one giant miniature ice rink. Welcome <laughs> to the rink realm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So the spirit maiden, so if he lets us know the spirit maiden uh, who descended from the clouds has passed through the earth spring and makes her way to a fated place. And they never tell you. I don't think they ever tell you what that place is. Um, and then it says that the they call it something different in the next place, but uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but they do mention it. It's like, ah, never mind. Go on. All right, cool. Um, so the parched desert Lanayru, that's where we're going to go next. Um, and they, he says that is where the chosen will pass through the gate of time into a distant world. I'm like, excuse me? <coughs> what? 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 Like, gate of time? Like, what? The temple of time? Okay. Breath of the Skyward Temple? <laughs> Breath of the future. What? <gasps> Tells. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a really bad action movie. I think what I was trying to say was "Breath to the Future." 
But that's fine. Skyward of the breath sword. Okay. Back to the breath. <laughs> um, Back to the wild. A thousand years. Oh, God. Uh, for some reason, Fee thinks that now that Zelda has cleansed herself here, she's going to travel to the region of Lineru, which I didn't really get from the cutscene. Unless she just has like a shortcut, like she's just gonna warp over there. Um, yeah. So we have to we have to take the tablet back to Skyloft and do it the hard way. Um, but that's fine. We got our old big big tablet. We go back to we go back to Skyloft. We get ready to go to our next area. Um, so I guess I mean if all is said and done otherwise, it, uh, then that would be a good time for gurus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> time for that gruesome update. Though. Update. I didn't actually check this time. Nope. I don't know what's going on. Dude, guys. Give me that five stages Cruise. of denial. Grief. Cruise. Update. Cruise is in rough shape, guys. <laughs> like, oh, like, he's a... Uh, so, like, you remember the first time he was in front of his mirror? He's like, it's all your fault and you stink and meh. And then the second time we talked to him and he was in front of the mirror and he was like, I know you're trying to find her before me, but I'm going to get to her first, meh, you know? But he's like he every time he's still kind of put up this front of like like hey I'm still supposed to be the important one of this of this section like I'm still supposed to be the one finding her right now and I'm like I'm gonna do it it's gonna be me whatever like you you know yeah. this is your he fault the man. you're not gonna fix it um this time this time though my dude is straight up distraught. Like he is like, if you thought he looked sad already, like they made his face look even sadder. And he's just <laughs> like, even his pompadour is drooping guys. Oh, his man. pompadour is drooping. And he's so he's sad looking. looking. And he's like, where is Zelda? I can't take this anymore. He's like, he's literally just has like one line. Like he, like his dialogue, he doesn't, you can't even click through it anymore. It's just one line. Um, and I probably just paraphrased it pretty badly, but basically he's like, like, I, like I, he's like, he's literally coming to the end of, of his means. He's like, I, I can't, I just can't deal with this anymore. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so he's Zelda, where are you? I can't deal with this. Um, and he's just, he's so sad. Like this dude, like he is, he is broken at this point. Like he has hit like his all time low as far as I can tell. I don't know if he gets any lower than this. Like this, it looks real bad. <laughs> it looks like he about to like go into some some long form depression, guys. But my uh, man built himself up with the ultimate trophy of Zelda in the distance, and now his goal has disappeared. Yeah, he's um. Just about this man doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know what to do with himself anymore. It's actually kind of sad to, to look at. I, I don't have any other cool goose facts to go along with this guy for the time being. Um, because I so, think we kind of already addressed this. Um, so we can say. In the last episode. And I don't think it goes in a necessary order. But we can say he definitely denied the fact in the beginning. Right when it happened. Before we even touched on Fern Woods. Zelda can't be gone, right? Zelda's not gone. She's somewhere hiding. This, this isn't happening. This couldn't be happening to Zelda. Not Zelda. It should have been me doing this. Yeah. And then he got really mad. There was a point in the first part where he was so mad at Link. Like, this is all your fault, Link. You're stupid. You did this. I don't necessarily, if they touched on the bargaining factor of the stages of grief, I can't necessarily say or not if, if the bargaining was touched on. 
I don't think he ever bargained. No, I don't think he ever bargained. But we just hit depression, which is the fourth stage. And there's one more stage left. Um, and I'm not going to say what it is. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, without, is, but... without bargaining, I don't know if this really holds water. But like, I mean, honestly, like the five stages aren't like everywhere I've, I've looked, like I've looked into it a little bit and it's like, like it was a theory that somebody put out there, but there haven't been any like actual studies done on it or anything. It's just kind of like somebody had this idea and it picked up for a while. It had some traction, but like the Kubler-Ross model. Yeah, like, like not everybody actually goes through those five stages. Like, they're just five things that like are, you're likely to go through <laughs> if you're. No, I'm not saying they're like they're hold a candle in real grief. life. I'm just saying that the the developers. I'm trying to see if they made this a thing in the game for Bruce, like his pathway of getting over this like hump in his life he's coming and i mean it's not so far off with zelda because a lot of people say that a game that we haven't played yet and talked about on this podcast majora's mask was almost entirely based on the five stages of grief of which one of them is depression right yeah Uh, yeah so uh, so it's not completely unheard of for zelda to tackle some more dark but adult content kind of in the background where somebody who wasn't so developed maybe wouldn't realize it sure but maybe not in this exact case yeah but i can see where you would definitely think of that because like zelda's done that before right yeah yeah i just like oh you know i think we did touch on bargaining because it's not necessarily that he bargains to link but wasn't there bits so like basically the thing of bargaining is is like i will never be angry at my wife again if you'll just let her live or after a loss you may bargain what if i devote the rest of my life to this or what if you know it's just asking questions not necessarily actually making a bargain with someone and after after the uh woods didn't he kind of do that a little bit in his speech uh wasn't he saying like i wish i would have done this or i wish this happened or that sort of thing I'm not I'm not so sure about that one. I mean he he I mean he kind of went I think he went back into how he should have won at the ceremony or something but like but um but the second time you went back to him it wasn't even about that anymore. It was like it was just about how like he sees you keep going like you keep leaving Skyloft and coming back. I know you're trying to find her first, but I'm going to find her first. So Okay. I'll look into it then. Yeah. I mean, either way, like, the dude is, I mean, here's what I'm going to say. Like, most of the NPCs, like, if they haven't had their side quest started yet, which uh, is, like, 90% of them at this point, um, (laughs) they don't have any new dialogue. Like, you go through Skyloft, and they all kind of have the same things to tell you. They're dry. Um, Yeah, like, like, Beatrice has some different dialogue if you've been talking to her consistently. Um, and other than that, like, it's pretty much just Gruce. Um, like, he's the only one you go back to, even the headmaster, like, Zelda's dad <laughs> doesn't have anything new to share with you. He doesn't really care all that much about the progress you're making. He's literally like, oh, yeah, keep at it. We'll find her eventually. <laughs> um, but you talk to Gruce, and every time we get through a chapter of the game, something new comes out of this dude's mouth. <laughs> I just um, so I'm actually like been so far. I'm very happy with the decision to kind of focus on him and try to figure <laughs> out what's going on with him. 
um, because it's been paying off. Like I've been, I've been learning more about him that I didn't see the first time I played this game. The five stages of Groose. Stop. And thank you for tuning in this time to your Groose update. Yay! Um. So yeah, a Groose date. So yeah, I, I guess we'll leave it there then, folks. I mean, if you guys are good, we can we can call it a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, I hope you all enjoyed listening. Uh, you know, you can catch us next time. I, I mean, like, you know, you catch us on our social media, send us some, some, uh, some listener mail. If you, uh, feel so inclined, we would, we would super, super appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. You can find us at a for no beef for yes, uh, or at our email at a for no beef for yes at gmail.com. We'll have our, uh, actual, uh, spellings and links in the description. So, uh, yeah, catch us all next time on uh, A for No, B for Yes. Woohoo. And remember, everyone, when you get a little carried away with things that don't go your well, or don't go your way, well, don't be like Girahim. Don't be like Girahim. No, don't do it. Did you that all get? Once was a pony, short and tall, and he was a cute pony. Is it zapping zoop da dee da doo, or is my mic good?